Right now, it's Perry and Shauna Replay from 89.3 Moody Radio. So Richard Blackaby is Dr. Henry Blackaby's son, and he is now the president of Blackaby Ministries. So mm-hmm. um, Henry Blackaby was one of the authors of Experiencing God, just a really well-known material about... Yeah, very impactful bu- book. Yeah, about um, surrendering our own lives to the work of God and the voice of God and then responding in obedience, right. you know, walking hand in hand with him right. through this lifetime. See where God is working and join him in the work. That's it right there in a nutshell. And so Richard... Henry's son was, now that he's taken over the ministry, he was visiting with um, another ministry promoting the Experiencing God material. And there was a leader that was from that church at the presentation that he was making who raised a concern about the material. He said, you know, this you've got this whole section on God speaking, and I don't agree with that. I don't think God speaks to us today. And so Dr. Blackaby was like, really? Well, tell me more about that. Why you know, why is that? And he said, well, I was offered a job from a company, you know, kind of had a bad reputation, but it was an incredible promotion. And I just really needed to hear from God. So I asked God to tell me whether or not I should take this job. He says, I didn't hear from God at all. So I moved forward. I took the job. It was awful in all kinds of ways. Within two months, I was out of there and looking for work it was just a horrific situation. Hmm. And so Dr. Blackaby asked him, you know, if he had talked with his wife about it at all. And he said, well, yeah, I talked to my wife about it. She didn't think I should do it at all, but she doesn't know anything about the business world. <laughs> okay. And so Blackaby asked him, Dr. Blackaby asked him, you know, did you have any friends that you confided in about what you should do? And he said, yeah, I'm in a small group at church and I talked to them about it. And, you know, they raised some red flags. They had some concerns about it, but they didn't really understand what the opportunity was for me. I wasn't going to tell them, you know, how much money I was going to make. And they didn't really have all the details. So Dr. Blackaby asked him one more time, was there any other indication that you should not take the job? And he goes, it was really weird, but he goes, the day before I took the job, I was in my office at home and my teenage son came into the office and he's like, dad, you're not really going to take that job. Are you? But you know, he's just a kid. He didn't, you know, what does he know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So God obviously had been speaking to this man all throughout. He asked God to speak and God spoke to him through the most important people in his life, through his wife, through his small group, through his son, but he wasn't saying what he wanted to hear. Right. That, that's the point, I think. Yeah. He just was denying God to say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Take the money, take the money, bro. That's what he wanted. Take the money and run. Yeah. That's what he wanted God to say, but he wasn't hearing that. And so he just resolved that God was not speaking at all, but God can speak to us in any way that he wants to. In scripture, we see that God spoke through a donkey. If he can speak through a donkey, he can speak through your spouse. Amen. Amen. And when I think about the burning bush moment too, that Moses had, you know, God spoke to him through a burning bush. How many times did he do that? Well, it was only one time as far as I know. It was just the once. And I think that God knew if I always speak to Moses through a burning bush, Moses is going to be wandering through the desert with his nose down, checking out bushes instead of looking at me and seeking me Mm. for, you know, advice and for wisdom. And so... God can speak to us in any way that he wants to. You may hear an internal voice or even just get an impression, almost as if you just had this idea, but it really wasn't your idea. It was God, you know? 
And God can speak through other people. He can speak through his word. He can speak through music lyrics. Um, my husband often will have lyrics running through his head and it will just be maybe, um, you know, a phrase or two that just repeats over and over and over again. And he's learned to write those lyrics down and pay attention to them because it's God speaking to him. And he might speak to us through peace. All of a sudden you just have this unexplainable peace. That's God. Maybe God has spoken to you in powerful ways through a specific individual. Praise God for that. But we got to be really careful that we don't keep turning to that individual again and again, that we keep looking to God for the answers. If I personally, as a mom, I've got four kids and if I want to talk to my daughter, Eden, and I call her, I don't want her roommate saying, your mom said, blah, blah, blah. Well, Eden said, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk to Eden. If I want to talk to my daughter, I want to talk to my daughter. God feels the same way about you and me. He he doesn't want to go through other people to have a conversation with you. He can and he will, but he longs to speak to you directly. But the truth of the matter is God can speak to you in any way he wants to. Just got to be willing to listen. You just got to be willing to listen. We are talking about hearing the voice of God and asking for your stories. When is the time that you have heard God speak to you and how did it minister to your heart? We want to hear from you this morning. And we've got Chris on the line. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. What's your story of hearing from God? Well, um, back in 2018, I was in a job that was, it was bad. It was just the whole thing was bad. And my husband and I discussed that I could stop working for a little while and find like a dream job type thing. But in the time of that time, my mother was um, in failing health. Um, She's in her upper 80s and not doing well. So I thought, well, this is the perfect time. I can spend more time caring for my mom and taking her the doctor appointment she needed and whatnot. But then my husband's faith isn't as strong as mine. And he started to get really uh, nervous about money, which... We didn't really have a problem, and that's why we decided that I could take some time off. Mm -hmm. But because of his faith being low, he was pressuring me to find a job, and I really just felt that I needed to be with my mom. And so um, I went on a women's retreat during this time, and we had a quiet time of uh, centering prayer, and they played the song, Be Still and Know, and it was just repeating that over and over, and, and it was just like such a perfect time for God to speak with me. And so he just told me, Chris, it's going to be okay. I will take care of you. Things are going to work out. And so I was just like led to tears and I ran up to my room and I journaled everything that happened at that moment. And it was just such a moving time because I went there with that heavy heart about that situation. Um, And I did find a part-time job just to, I guess I I caved to my husband and I found a part-time job, but it worked out so well that I was able to still care for my mom and be there um, when she did pass in 2019. And it was just, he he was really true and honest with me. And he did not, he never left my side. He blessed me with so much. And I was able to get out of that that job because I didn't really like that part-time job. And I am in a job now that just takes over all of my work skill, all of my experience, all of my... um, spiritual training that I've had and it's it's a ministry and I am just like so in love with what I do and God just continues to bless me and it's like I'm just like 
still in awe, and I get goosebumps when I tell this story. That's so, awesome. Hey, take for letting me share. Yeah, for sure. Take me to the moment when you heard from God. Was it? What was that like for you? Was it? Um, was it a, just a, a deep sense of knowing? Did you hear those words come at you? What was that experience for you? I think I heard the words come at me because I. It was just such a peaceful moment, and I think I. I really fell into that centering prayer, which I love centering prayer. But it was just the, the music and and just the word saying, be still and know that I am God. It's like, because I was so upset and I was just so disturbed about the whole situation, but I felt his peace and it was just, it was so overwhelming. I, my sister was with me and I shared that with her. I'm like, this happened to me and I know I can just trust God. And that's so beautiful. And that was before all of the circumstances unfolded. And, you know, yeah. it was in the midst of the storm that it was just, yeah. it reminds yeah. me of that story of Jesus on the boat, right? Like in the midst of the storm, bringing peace. Yes, absolutely. That's so awesome, Chris. Thank you for sharing your story with us. God You're is, welcome. God is so good. He hears us. If, if we call out to him, if we trust in him and we look to him for answers, if we're able to quiet the noise of our lives and just be still we will hear from God absolutely absolutely well we do know that life keeps us busy you know we've got work to do family to take care of houses that need to be fixed up yards that need to be mowed kids that need to be taken to activities (laughs) schedules oh my goodness my my family right now having, if you think, well, I do know that having little kids and being at home and being busy with them, like that is just a whole one kind of busy. Yes. But when they grow up and then they have their own things going on, Mm -hmm. that is a different kind of busy. Yes, it is. I I remember it well. (laughs) Yeah. At this phase of life, like I'm just trying to keep track of where my children are geographically located. I got one in... The Czech Republic, I got one in South Africa, I've got one in Alaska. Uh, I've got, since you're an Apple person, I've got a little piece of advice for you. What's just that? Uh, hide an air tag on them and then you can just track them wherever they go. That would be very helpful. Uh, it might be a little creepy too, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, life does keep us busy. But th- there is also other things that can cause busyness, a different kind of busyness in our lives, whether it's physical adversity, maybe having to take care of a, an adult who, or adult like family member who is just hiding in health and they just need somebody there to help take care of them during the day. And, or maybe there's things going on in your own life that are just debilitating and keeping you from doing things. And you're really focused on that pain and you, you find it hard to look to God for help. You know, it's not easy to hear the voice of God in the middle of all of that. That's so true. And I don't know if this is just me, but I always seem to think that when we get through, you know, fill in the blank, then it's going to settle down. But I feel like the minute I get there, there's Mm -hmm. something else that I'm saying, well, once we get through that, then things will settle down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, busyness is necessarily a bad thing, but it's a trap that we can fall into. Like Martha, she was doing something that was good. She was preparing a meal for Jesus and the disciples. That was, that was the thing to do. She was trying to be hospitable. Sure. And of course she got ticked off that Mary was not doing that, but that she was listening to sitting there, listening to Jesus. Hey, I need her help. Yeah. Like and, physical help. Yeah. I need her. And G- Jesus told her, Hey, you're, 
you're busy with many things. And he said, and he wasn't necessarily scolding her, but he was, he said, you know, there, there's one thing that's really needful. Mm -hmm. And of course that was, you know, being filled with God's word. He says, Mary's chosen that part. I'm not going to take it away from her. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Oh, (laughs) yeah. You know, I just in real time, I just had a conversation with someone on Sunday um, and they were expressing, you know, just, I, I know I need to sit with the Lord. I know I need to be quiet and find time, but I, it's just been so busy. Right, right. And we under, I mean, that that's our reality, right? Like we understand that reality, but Jesus's words to Martha were, there's something more important than all the busy things that you're doing. Right. And again, when, when the storms come in our lives and we think, you know, that can, you know, we know how loud thunder is. It drowns out different things, certainly commands our attention. Uh, Tony Evans had some reflections on that kind of thing. He said he remembered when he was growing up in Baltimore, he would visit his grandmother every weekend. And while he was there, she would let him watch the popular 19, mid-1950s shows. But he said, but it ever started to thunder, his grandma would say, Tony! So he, <laughs> Tony, well, maybe he didn't say, maybe she didn't say it like that. I would keep wanting to do it in Italian, Tony, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Tony seems like a, the right name to say in Italian. All right. Anyway, uh, he knew what was going to happen next, but uh, he would just kind of keep going on. What grandma? <laughs> and she would say, turn the television off. Now he would try to keep the conversation going by saying Why? And her answer was, you know why, because God's talking. (laughs) Now, he said he would protest, Grandma, God's not talking. I'm in the middle of this show. And then she'd appear in the doorway, and at that point, he knew the conversation was over. (laughs) So, But he goes on to say that often we can't see God's hand at work behind the wind and the storms and the busyness of our lives. Yeah. But he reminds us that God is the one who ultimately is responsible for everything that does touch us, which is is something for us to really reflect on. This is the eyes of our hearts and minds need to be fixed on Jesus throughout all of life. In Hebrews, we're reminded that God is, you know, Christ is the radiance of his glory, the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. Christ is the one who meets us at every turn and a life with open arms and love and acceptance. You know, in this conversation about, you know, being in the midst of a storm and thinking, where are you, God? Um, Yesterday, I shared a story about a teenage Daniel who had insomnia, wasn't sleeping, and, you know, an acquaintance of his felt led to, I mean, she woke up in the middle of the night and, and could not go back to sleep until she'd reached out to him and told him, hey, God loves you. He sees you. He knows what you're going through because Daniel was questioning all those things. Right. Well, yesterday afternoon, Jack's like, so I heard you talking about this kid with insomnia, but you never finished the story. Is he sleeping now? Is he still awake? What's going on? But as the story went on, um, he had gone to camp later that summer that he was struggling with the insomnia. And in a moment where, you know, as camp seems to do... Teenagers start to open up and kind of share their hearts and some deep experiences. One gal shared that she had been up in the middle of the night and she was, um, she'd gone to a party and did something really stupid. And she got home and saw when she opened up her laptop that it was all over social media Mm. and she just couldn't stand the thought of having to face all of that in the morning. And so the thought came into her mind like at that thought, I can't stand the thought of waking up in the morning and facing all this. 
immediately this darkness came over her and she had a plan to take her own life. She knew what it would look like. She, and it was just like, she couldn't get that, this monkey off her back, right? Like she felt like she was being attacked right. by this darkness. So, um, she reached out to Daniel cause she knew he was going to be awake and he ended up walking around the block with her and, you know, until the sun came up and they made it through the night together. And then another young boy stood up and he said he was planning to take his life. And, and, you know, he knew that he saw on his computer as he was icing his veins, waiting to take his life that way. You know, he saw on his computer that Daniel was active up and awake on, <laughs> right. on, on, you know, social media. And so he reached out to Daniel while he was waiting for his veins mm. to freeze. They had a conversation and Daniel made him promise him that he was going to meet him for breakfast in the morning. So here's Daniel not being able to sleep and crying out saying, God, why aren't you doing anything about my problem? I can't sleep and it's making me crazy. And the problem that Daniel had was the solution to these other kids' problems, to mm-hmm. them, you know, wanting to take their lives. Daniel was the solution, not the youth pastor, right. not a counselor. It was Daniel. And so it's just another reminder that in the midst of the storm, even at times we can feel like, God, where are you? Mm. God's up to something. Yep. He's talking to us. And if we listen, we will hear his voice. My husband and I planted a church in Surprise, Arizona um, several years ago. We had been growing disciples there for about nine years. We were pretty invested mm. in people's lives. We really enjoyed our life there, and we were so grateful for what was happening there. And I've heard stories about your home there and the pool you got to enjoy. Yeah, sounds like a fun time. It was. Those were very, very fun years. But we started to sense that God was up to something. You know that feeling when you're like, oh, I feel like a move is coming. Yeah. I'm getting a little restless. We started just just sense that God was going to transition us. And so Dan, Dan, my husband, had interviewed over the phone um, with a church out here in Michigan, and they had flown him out here for a few days. But then uh, for a second visit, they flew our whole family out from Arizona to West Michigan for about five days. And we got to worship together at the church and check out the school systems around and look at some houses and just kind of check out West Michigan when it was final, you know, stages of the interview for Dan. And when we had been picked up from the airport, they drove us from the Grand Rapids airport to this small cottage on Cobb Lake in Mm. Wayland. And we got to stay in this sweet little spot for those few days that we were here. And the kids immediately put their suits on. They're like, a lake. And they were excited <laughs> to go down and go swimming. So Dan, you know, said, I'll watch the kids. Just take a minute to catch your breath. And I was like, okay. And the minute I was in the cabin by myself, this panic came over me and just this barrage of doubts and questions. You know, what are you doing here? Why did you bring your kids here? You aren't moving. This is crazy. You've got a life in Arizona. You've got friends there. You love your home. You love the climate. You love everything about Arizona. You're not going to move your entire family and your life to West Michigan. And in the midst of all of these questions coming at me, God spoke to me. He disciplined me. He interrupted those thoughts. And I not audibly heard the voice of God, but from within me, these words came, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the experience for me was almost as if I had just gotten a swift swat on the behind. 
You know, was wasn't this nice little sweet um, embroidered plaque kind of experience? Exactly. No, you know, I mean, we I think when we hear that voice, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and those words, you know, we think, oh, that's such. It's a warm, fuzzy kind of encouragement right. kind of verse, but that is not the way that God spoke it to me in this moment. He was firm and corrective, and it did kind of woo, like <laughs> snap me out of what I was in and refocus me on, yes, you are God and you are good, and I don't actually have to know all the answers, and you know, I don't have to know what's around the corner. I just need to know that the God who planned out every single day of my life before I ever took my first breath is leading me in this life. And I just and you can need now to look back you. and say, yeah, that was a, that was a really good plan. It was a fantastic plan. And it, <laughs> it took a little while for me to figure out, you know, what God had in mind for me in the plan. I saw how it was great for my husband and I saw how it was great for my kids. I didn't see how it was great for me, hmm. but I love my husband. I love my kids. And I was like, okay, let's do this. I don't, you know, I really don't know what this holds for me, and I never would have dreamt in a million years that I would be here at WGMB doing radio. Yeah, you wouldn't be here if, if if that hadn't happened. Right, right. God is good, and He's always at work, and He does speak into our lives. And I love that He spoke to me through Scripture because, you know, it came from within me that day. But Scripture gets planted in us when we read the Word of God. And so it's so important that we have a practice of reading God's Word regularly. Thanks so much for listening. Questions or comments? Text us at 800-968-8930. That's 800-968-8930. 